listening to another L&D podcast hosted by myself, Orash Maznane and Paul Richardson. This episode of a podcast, we're focusing on creativity and how to come up with ideas and, and everything centered around creativity, really. It was, a, it was a topic that Paul suggested. So I will hand over to him to kick it off. Okay, well, thanks for that, uh, Orash. Yeah, I, I suggested this uh, after last week's chat that we had and, po- uh, and podcast that we made. Um, and it's because it, it came up, actually, at work. And um, my manager said that she'd been talking with her manager uh, about uh, things that have been nice, nice to have, in inverted commas. Um, and they were talking about maybe having some sort of session, uh, not particularly face-to-face or could be e-learning, could be online, what, whatever, but some sort of session around the concept or the idea of creativity uh, and not specifically creativity uh, within uh, learning development, but, but creativity across our organisation. Um, now, I don't know if there's a, a sort of a Freudian piece here about that reflecting that, that, that she has concerns about the levels of, uh, of creativity within the organisation. But anyway, um, I'm fairly new to the organisation, so I'm eager to please. So I've uh, uh, her request has started to pull together uh, some reading and, and, and thoughts and ideas um, that that we might uh, that we might put together into some sort of session. But I thought it was something. It was just something that I'd not I'd not sort of considered really amongst all of the other things that that we we come up against in 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 the learning development world. It's sort of taken for granted uh, to some extent that people will be. Uh, creative um and the starting point interestingly enough I, I like you often do with these things i just uh, i just uh, googled uh creativity and, and went down a few uh, a few lines to, to to find out what came up and one of the things i think that that struck me was with certainly within the within the learning area that sort of defining what creativity is in general is quite difficult and quite difficult within uh, the area of, uh, of L&D. So I don't know, Arash, what your thoughts are about what, what we mean when people say we want people who are who are creative. What, what, what within, our, within our, uh, learning development function, what do we, what do we mean when we say that? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to, I think, unpick and discuss around creativity. I've been I've been fortunate enough at, at um, my last organisation to to kind of take part in a creativity workshop, and it's something that I'll I'll, I'll touch on um, shortly uh, by a fantastic guy called Steve Chapman, and um, I think I think creativity is one of those things that and again like i said i will expand on this but i think creativity is one of those things that organizations functions people in organizations say they want but when it comes down to it they they're just not equipped to actually foster it really Mm -hmm. and truly Mm -hmm. and steve chapman in in, I was reading one of his, his blog posts about it and I'll, I'll probably kind of share more from that because he he can explain it far better than I can. But he talks about 
creativity in essence in its its true essence is counterculture and how effectively when organizations say we want people to be more creativity creative rather it it means going against the grain in terms of the current culture and how things are done and it then becomes more of a question of back to those people how willing and how far are you uh, comfortable in order to kind of take it there um, how willing are you enable to to enable it to to go to the place that it needs to go and quite often that's where organizations fall down so it, it, it then becomes a bit more of paying lip service to the fact that everyone likes the idea but um no one no one really wants to to put in the work and I, I, that feels like a quote from from one of some of these like super motivated uh sports like elite sports stars that you often hear so i can't remember it's i'm sure it is a quote that's that's come from somewhere but i vaguely remember somebody saying yeah everybody likes the idea of being a a champion but how many people are willing to to put in the work to wake up at 5 a.m every morning and 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 hit the gym and and start training day after day after day and all that kind of thing and it, it kind of feels like like that everybody likes the idea of of creativity but um how many how many of those people are actually willing to to kind of do what's needed in order to really foster it um so yeah i don't know if that answers your question but well what you've i think you've opened up i'm, I'm not sure you it did answer the question in the, in the sense of uh, the specific question, but you've you've done what I wanted in that you've opened up the front uh, on what organisation, how organisations deal and respond to the call for creativity, and uh, the fact that in actual in reality, I think it might be just in the nature of organisations, the very thing having an organisation in that sense might actually crush or, or be have a tendency to crush creativity because sort of organisations suggest boundaries. And, uh, and 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 a sort of a, a finite um, organism, in, if you for, for want of a better expression, and in that sense, you're limiting uh, creativity, thinking, and ideas. Um, <coughs> pardon me. In, uh, one of the first places I I, I ended up stopping on my uh, on my sort of Google Wikipedia trip was uh, Disney Pixar. Mm-hmm. Um, they came up numerous times. Um, around creativity, I guess for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, but one of the things, what, what what stands out about their approach, and there are quotes, I mean, ad infinitum quotes from the people in their organisation from the very top uh, down about allowing for failure. So they're saying uh, 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 effectively that a, a necessary uh, prerequisite for uh, any organisation, in inverted commas, to be creative or for any person to be creative is the tolerance of lots and lots and lots of failure. Mm-hmm. So you've almost got to remove failure as an issue before creativity can take place. Because yeah. that has to be probably the number one creativity crusher, um, uh, 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 to, if I can put it like that. And, 
you know, that it's there's lots of uh, of advice about how to fail quickly, uh, how to fail often, things like that. But ultimately, you've got the 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 bottom line is allowing for failure and not uh, and not allowing failure to cloud uh, creativity. I don't know what your what your uh, thoughts on that are. No, I absolutely agree. Um, and I think when you start to do a lot of or not even a lot, a bit of research into into this subject, that's something that comes up often. But it ties back to what Steve Chat what I was saying earlier from, via kind of what Steve Chapman was saying, in that that goes against what a lot of businesses and a lot of com- functions within businesses are set up to do. The thought of failing is kind of a like a non-starter there's there's there isn't much capacity built into the ways of working that allow that so especially in typical corporate organizations from my experience the ones that i've worked in it's and if it's ever touched on it 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 quickly it's, it's something that is again lip services kind of paid to it but it never actually never actually um goes into anything it was funny actually yesterday i saw and this ties into what you were just saying and it ties into some of the other stuff that i found but um there's a guy called stephen bartlett who's a ceo and founder of a company called social chain uh and they're uh like a social media company that kind of do all sorts of like advertising and analytics around social media and 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 advising and consulting companies and he's a he's quite a successful guy he's like 25 he kind of um created this company and grew it into like a million pound like multi-million pound company and like i said he's still only 25 and he's one of these people that kind of appears often on tv and on podcasts and things like that because of his mm. his success and he actually posted which was quite timely given us recording this um he was saying uh, doing what you know is not how to create great things um you create great things when you have the courage to do what you don't know so doing mm. what you know equals a high chance of uh, mediocrity um low chance of failure and no chance of greatness doing what you don't know equals a low chance of media i can't say the word <laughs> media say <laughs> high chance of failure low chance of greatness if you have a courage to repeat this a hundred times your chance of greatness grows experimentation has to be an integral part of your strategy if you want to do really great work and then create teams that are empowered to experiment without fear so i think that yeah. is a is kind of an echo of of that that um embracing of failure mm. Mm. I, I, I guess the, the the difficulty when when we talk about embracing failure and uh and, and all of that stuff is it's it's almost you know when you think about it, it's a really powerful statement and it's a really sort of What's the word? It, it, countercultural, actually, in terms of the organisations that you and I uh, work in. But the, but people say it a lot these days. People, it's it's almost thrown away a little bit in in meetings and in discussions. And you know, I've I've been saying that 
in in sessions, in coaching, and also you know with managers for years. I mean, not for long, lots of years, but certainly for the last five years, sort of embracing fairly, seeing the 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 you know the developments that could come out of fairly. All of that stuff's been said a lot, and yet I'm not. People, I don't think it actually happens. Um, mm. One thing that crossed my mind, and this might be something to talk about in a future uh, uh, discussion for us, is that you know within my experience within L and D. It's very rare, actually, once something's been signed off and goes out, it's very rare for somebody to call it and say, look, this isn't working. This yeah. has failed. Um, in fact, you know, um, it, it's almost like uh, we, 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 we want, uh, we desperately want things to, to succeed to the extent that we will support something that's clearly failing um, and look for evidence um, you know, confirmation bias almost to try and say that it has worked in some way. Even with that averse um, uh, uh, to failure, and um, let alone all the stuff that should have failed before that stage. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting as well because some of the things, the hot topics of uh, buzzwords that L and D loves to latch onto at the moment, they're all kind of centered around, in in essence. Um, <clears throat> failure so if you if you think about uh design thinking and um like the kind of way of working agile as a way of working mm -hmm. so rather than uh, as like a project management um and and which that stems from the the tech world the one of the key parts of both of us um, is a concept of of coming up with a, a minimum viable product, which in essence means you are creating essentially something that you can just get out there and gather feedback on, um, which in a way is kind of failing because it's not a final polish. It's just something that's rough and dirty that you are know isn't going to to going to be that final all singing all dancing version. But in getting something out, you're able to then gather feedback and iterate on it and, and, and develop it. So in a way, you could look at that as a way of failing and failing quickly and failing often in order to mm. gather feedback, in order to make it better. Um, so that is something that is kind of quite strange because, and again, that... I say buzz, I refer to them as buzzwords because it feels as though they are things that people often talk about. Mm. But again, you, you very rarely see them actually being implemented and implemented properly in, in, in places or hear about them. So, so that's something that, 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 that definitely, um, definitely kind of ties into that concept of failing that, is more centered to what organization and people in organizations may be familiar with. Because I think sometimes creativity can be uh, looked at and as it's, it's like looked down upon, if that makes sense in certain organizations. Mm. Um, so in certain companies depending obviously the industry what they do it's probably rated really highly and then in other parts of an organization in other industries it's probably something that is looked at and 
yeah, that's nice, but we've got to get on with the real work sort of thing. And I think by actually highlighting, we'll actually in design thinking or particularly agile, um, in a way, that's what's kind of happening is that you are failing. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully that, that makes sense because, mm. I mean, you can see, I know that I've had, I've had experiences where I've been, walk, I've someone's walked past my desk and I'll be doing something creative and they'll kind of scoff and and make a remark that mm. I'm not doing real work. And I think <laughs> that, again, that's a cultural thing within that organization. It's like, well, actually we value spreadsheets and analytics over, over creativity. So it's like, well, how do you ever foster that if, if that's the culture that you're surrounded by? Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't, you know, so I, as, as sometimes happens when you're, when you're uh, explaining something like that, lots of things have opened up and I, and I, one of the things that you, you're on the money on there is this, uh, uh, the, the idea that you've, it, there's got to be almost a tangible, uh, always a, 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 for the business uh, out of any process. And I, when I think about creativity, I, and, and I've, I've been involved, you know, I, I've got a, um, aside when I was younger uh, I've been I played I'm a musician well some people would argue that I'm not a musician because I play the drums <laughs> but, but, uh, but I play the drums uh, and I've been in bands uh, most of my uh, since since I was 14 and for a lot of that time it was creating our own music you know not it wasn't very good um, but part of that that I've probably played a role a creative role more in terms of of things that didn't come to fruition, and in in helping to decide what didn't work, uh, having having tried it, than I have in having ideas that have come to fruition, and 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 I, I think until we can take that as being a useful thing, so you may be part of a team or you may be part of a process where nothing that you, you nothing that you come up with actually makes it, but you're still part of that process of being creative. You are, even if it is to be the person who says, "I don't think this works." Does that make sense? I, yeah, I, I, I feel really strongly about that. You know, you see a lot of a lot of uh, movies that you see on television. I don't know why my analogies always go back to this. I guess it's because they're more more sort of truly creative, um, or, or more easy to understand the creativity behind them. But you know, to get a film off the ground. Um, a movie off the ground. There are so many movies that didn't get made on the on the way to that movie that does get made. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you'll see people in the credits who who probably all they ever did was say this ain't working. Yeah, let's try something else. And then somebody else comes up with the idea that works. And I think that's I think that's so important. And yet we pay people generally uh, what businesses are looking to do, what organisations are looking to do, is to reward people for results. And that naturally squashes for me. That naturally squashes creativity, because you want to be you you want to have the thing that works to be rewarded, and that brings in a natural conservatism with a small c towards things that will fit the um, the current paradigm in which you work, uh, the current sort of uh, culture in, in which you work. So that tends away from creativity for me, um, and I think that's a, I think that's a shame, and I think. It is a challenge. Just thinking back to what we talked about last week, um, when we were talking about how you can influence, mm -hmm. you know, I'm thinking to myself on the basis of what we've discussed so far, that one of the sessions that I'm 
thinking about, the interventions that I'm thinking about, dealing with the failure thing needs to be almost like the pre, the first part of that needs to be to start chipping away and trying to influence people around being more tolerant of failure and actually encouraging it so, and encouraging people to fail quickly. Yeah, so it's it's um it's interesting you say that. So I think this is a good opportunity to kind of reshare some of the stuff that I'd seen. Um, Steve Chapman, who I mentioned at the beginning of the, yeah. this episode, um, and what he said. So one of the kind of the main, so his background is, he's worked as a consultant around creativity with various like big sort of FTSE 100 organizations. Um, he's actually got a bit of a, a background in improvisational comedy and um, he kind of meshes that into the work that he does. And Fantastic. one of the things that he uh, talks about or he mentions in he's got a book which i really really recommend called um can scorpion smoke um where he kind of goes into a lot of this stuff in detail and it is purely centered around being creative at, at work but it's a really easy read so that's definitely one to to, to check out but he says that uh, what tends to happen is that as and this feels like a story that i've, I've heard countless times obviously as your children um children's creativity is sort of has no limits um mm. but as we grow older I, I suppose because of various things we we kind of shrivel inside and and people are afraid to 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 share ideas because they're often uh, they don't want to be perceived as mad bad or wrong and that essentially is what kills a lot of ideas from from ever even being put out into existence. Um, and he says that when he starts working with companies and they bring him in and and, and ask him about, right, we, we need to be more creative. We want to be, or as he puts it, the more corporate word, innovative. Uh, innovation is, is, is like the, the corporate kind of, jargon uh, is, he says is for, for creativity yeah, but he goes the true. two two questions that he'll often ask them are how are you serious and then he follows up with how serious are you um and he says that the actual reality is the the window of permission for people is so narrow and laden with personal risk um that all we end up doing is is just creating more anxiety for for people so what he tends to do is that he'll he'll ask questions that that kind of um reflect on the social and psychological tinkering um that this sort of work requires so he'll ask mm -hmm. he goes like what are you prepared to let go of what are you going to do when somebody does something you don't like it was like, how uncomfortable are you prepared to be? Um, what's your policy on ugly babies? And he, re he, he, when he says ugly baby, he's referring to an idea that is raw and unrefined and maybe not what they were actually expecting. And then the final thing is how long is a piece of string? And he off is referring in terms of how organizations are obsessed with plans and 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 putting deadlines and timelines on stuff which is again almost the the opposite of of 
what creativity requires but yeah it's 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 um it's fascinating and and yeah so i think those are the questions which are really quite going back to what we were saying around influencing um asking questions and and posing challenges i think is is a really good one even if you start with those questions because those questions are quite quite probably a unexpected slap in the face for some people um they're like asking you to be more creative and you're pushing back and saying well okay but let me ask you these questions yeah that's it Uh, so i i guess I mean, I love that because it goes back right back to the very first question that I asked at the beginning of this episode, which was, you know, what what does creativity mean? Those questions are actually saying to that person, aren't they? They're they're actually reflecting that back to a person who says, "I want you to be more creative. We mm-hmm. need more creativity," and we're asking them to say what they mean. You know, what are you prepared to? Are you prepared to accept everything that comes with creativity, or do you want me not to be creative? And I love that. I love that. Uh, that. What this this reminds me, and, I, and I'm I'm starting to think that well, there's two things I want to say. Uh, first of all, I think in terms of this session, I feel like this episode, I feel like this is this is a good point to maybe draw it almost to a close. In as much as I think we need a second episode, and and, and I think we need a second discussion at some point, based around not necessarily the the concept, but about tactics and strategies that you can use to be creative. So we've talked today about what creativity is, what the barriers to creativity might be and creativity in organizations and how to get to the heart of what, what people are wanting or how to get to the heart of how to allow organizations to, to foster creativity. What about personally being creative? There's a whole other load of stuff out there and there's a nice link here uh, to, I mean, De Bono mentioned, it sounds almost an excuse the pun here, old hat, uh, obviously he's the six hats thinking man. Um, but he uses a, a, one of his uh, tactics uh, is a, a thing called provocation operations or pose, as he called them, which are a little bit analogous to those provocative comments that Chapman refers to. But that's much more in a in a in a way for uh, for actually being creative, for coming up with creative ideas and for a way that you think about them. So my feeling is that that's something that we could maybe investigate in more detail in a, a, an upcoming uh, episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it sounds like a good idea. So my hope from this is that maybe I was discussing it, if it nothing else, people uh, look at Google, Wikipedia, whatever it might be, read something about creativity. I think this is something that I've certainly felt quite enthused starting to look at it it's given me a bit of a lift um because it's not something although it's been expected of me a a lot it's not something i've thought about maybe as much as i should have done yeah so i hope at least on the back of this uh anyone who stumbles across this episode or listens to it uh on purpose will will go away and just spend a bit of time um on this i i think you'll find it fulfilling you can find me at Orash Mazanane on Twitter and Orash Razai Mazanane on LinkedIn. And you can find me on LinkedIn by searching Paul Richardson. Thanks for listening.